goddess. I am one with the goddess. Fill me up and <laughs> make me a raindrop. I am one with a goddess. Sorry, I was just I was just doing my Sada goddess chant there. They're so good. Do you think that she made that up or is that like a recognised Reiki chant? Well, I googled it for the lyrics and I could not find them. <laughs> <laughs> I am one with the goddess. Because it's that next bit I couldn't... Like, I found a lot of I am one with the goddess. I think that's just like a... That's a popular sort of thing that people say, right? But then is after it? it, it's like... I think she's like winging it after it. Like, I am one with the goddess. I came first go-karting on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should save this for the podcast. Well, yeah, this is the podcast. No, okay, fair enough. You're, going, you're just going straight in. Yeah, this will be like, it'll be like one of those cool, just like it just starts, you know, and then we can do the introduction. Catch them off guard. Do you not think people who make those podcasts discuss that beforehand, or do you think they just intrinsically know? Are we not there yet? I mean, I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to maintain some semblance of spontaneity. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> that's terrible improv on my part, isn't it? Just yeah, I like it though. I mean, that's how I like my improv. I like my improv rigorously planned, British style improv. You need a straight man who uh, just really just doesn't like improv and really <laughs> wants to be like, why are we doing this? What I wouldn't do for a straight man, Riggs. What I wouldn't do. <laughs> So how are you doing? I am one with the <laughs> goddess. Yeah, all, all the guys I meet, they're all one with the goddess, unfortunately. Is that your, what you put on your like Tinder thing? Is that, I need someone who is one with the goddess. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, want, I want a boy who's sensitive, one with the goddess, and a complete cuck, please. Who's the goddess, though? We're like, are they just That's a really blanket sort of... Do you know what I mean? It's a very generic thing to chant. What, you don't know the goddess? You've not heard of the goddess? Don't, in in like India, don't they have like... 35 goddesses um i actually don't know i think they've got a few but uh this no this is just the goddess you know this is like it's just the one you know how are you yeah no i'm all right yeah i'm good i'm hot it's very hot isn't it it's so hot this is the weather update segment of our podcast um it's too hot uh and not obviously because you're not listening to it live you'll be able to reminisce about how hot it was be like, oh, I remember it being hot. That must have been when they were making that. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? You can listen back and it'll, it'll sound hot. It probably does sound hot. It probably the heat probably does affect the microphone in some way, right? Do you think so? I don't think it's. I don't think it's too bad. I got my microphone from Wish, um, so uh, I anything will probably affect it. Any sort of elements. Are you sure it's a microphone and not a dildo disguised as a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I mean, my audio quality hasn't been the best. Why is my microphone vibrating? Why is my microphone vibrating? <laughs> isn't that isn't that like Wishes MO? That's what they do, don't they? They just they they sell dildos in disguise. <laughs> dildos in disguise. Dildos in disguise. It's got um, it's got a little suction cup on the bottom of it so that I can put it on my desk and it won't sort of move away from me. Does it really? <laughs> Are you being serious? Yeah, of course. Has it got a flared base? <laughs> Are you actually being serious? Um, yeah, I'm being serious. It came in a whole range of different sizes as well. I went for a sort of middle... Oh, shut up. You're not being serious. You're not being serious. <laughs> what do you take me for? <laughs> I don't know many dildos that come with a sort of pop shield sheath over the... Uh... you got to be safe. you got to be safe. When you... <laughs> 
I always worry about those P's and S's in an intimate situation. <laughs> I want to do an actual intro just because I want to practice my Nicky Graham impression. Of course, do do an intro. I just like the idea of an intro that's not necessarily the intro, you know, some kind of like memento style intro. The intro to the intro. Yeah, we did the intro to the... No, what do they call that? They call that a... Uh... Is that a cold open? Yeah, it's a cold open, yeah. Yeah, what's cold about it? It's not It's bloody hot, isn't it? It's because it's um, it, it defies social etiquette. They're not being like, you're right, how's it going? They're just being like, and anyway, and another thing. Do you know what I mean? So we had a cold open and we've got a hot mic. That's a, that's a term, isn't it? A hot mic. That's what you have. That's like, <laughs> you shout into your hot mic. It's definitely what I have. Yeah, we're going to do our best for this episode to make it sound as normalised and balanced as possible, right? audio-wise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I do. Str I strive for that each time. Just, <laughs> I just haven't got the uh, skills to match my ambition. It's like doing a podcast for bloody... Um, what's his name? What's his name? You know? <laughs> Joe Rogan. No, not Joe Rogan. Uh, that, Chris, uh, that loud man. What's his name? He's got a beard and he's like... Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed. Yeah, that's what you are. You're like a northern Brian Blessed. <laughs> Brian Blessed is northern, isn't he? You're like a more northern Brian. You're like... I can't believe you just said doing this is like doing a podcast with Brian Blessed. Is he northern? Where's he from? I don't know. He's just always shouting, isn't he? See, that... I can't work out his accent. He just needs to calm down so he can get a grip of where his accent's from. Go on then, do your intro. All right, so welcome to episode four of the... You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do that again. No, 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 no. You're gonna have to do it again. No, 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 Rick. I went all cut out. I put a lot of effort. Yeah, do it again. Sorry. All right, but that one was really good though. I know, but just do it again. Just, 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 just lie and do it again. Well, welcome to episode four of the Who Is She podcast. Have you been practicing? It's not bad. I was waiting for your one. Oh, all right. Hold on. Who is she? Who is she? No, yours is still better. I mean, mine is going to be better anyway, just generally, isn't it? Because my voice is a, a lot closer to the <laughs> shrill timbres of Nikki's. Well, maybe, yeah. No, I can, I can get there. I can get there. You will. I think by the end of this, if there, well, there is no end, is there? It's not never going to end. We've actually since um, recording last one, we've actually released them uh, to sort of low, sort of a low. It's a low key. There's not much fanfare, but. I will say it's much like the beginning of the of Big Brother season one in the fact that they just sort of entered in an afternoon. Do you know what I mean? We said it was a bit like them turning up to a sort of Butlins um, holiday park. But by season two or season three, we, we, we could have Davina McCall in the studio. Uh, we could have pyrotechnics and shit. I mean, yeah, you're right. We did release to a low fanfare. But do you know what? Like... I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who said, you've got to be doing something for 10,000 hours before, you know, before it pays off, don't you? And that still won't be the end of Big Brother, will it? No. <laughs> but also, Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell, did you know he was on Epstein's plane? Ep who wasn't? What, I, what? What's interesting news for me is who wasn't on Epstein's plane? Was Ian Wright on Epstein's plane? Probably, yeah. I think the, it's more, I was about to say it's more cool to have not been on Epstein's plane, but obviously that's the case. Nick was on Epstein's plane, nasty Nick. Yeah, of course he was. He was flying it. There was a bit in this episode where I, I just reminded me of that Prince Andrew interview. Tell me which part it was. The one where they were talking about Big Brother. It's like Big Brother set some discussion topics. Yeah, they do that. It's cool. I like it. Right, so the discussion topics was like their first love. And then Nick made up this mad like story of how he fell in love with someone. And then he was like, oh, and then we went to go and get married in secret in Paris. When he was 19. When he was 19. And I was like, he's just picked like a romantic city. 
and uh, made sure that no one knew about it. It was like, oh, she wore a re- wedding ring, but we just said that ring was just for something else. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be for? Like, it's, just, it's, just, it's, a pu- it's a purity ring. We've embraced Jesus yeah. into our life. <laughs> This is the this is the problem that I'm having, right? Is that I when I watched that, we both had the same thought, which was like, "You're lying! Shut up, you liar!" Because it just it does sound just like so extreme. But but there is a part of me that feels a bit cautious to, and bad. At it like if he's not lying, that's a that's a very very sad story, isn't it? You fell in love when you're 19, you get married in secret, and then you you die in Paris on in a car crash. It's it was Princess Diana. <laughs> is Nick Dodie Fayed? I think he is. Oh my god! So so he has been on Epstein's plane. He definitely has been. <laughs> maybe he was maybe he stopped any sort of birds approaching the plane. He was like the sniper. He <laughs> sat in the wing with like a machine gun taking out seagulls and that. I mean he is posh, isn't he? So he would be a, you can imagine him being a part of that sort of elite. I just I think maybe we should just say for legal reasons that um uh, <laughs> if, Nick, if if Nick is lying, yeah. then we're very sorry for his loss. No, oh, he's, if he's not lying. Yeah, so let's just say it's uh, what, what's that thing that you say when when you when you want to get away with it? You say um, what's that word that you use? You go uh, allegedly. That's it. Allegedly, allegedly. Someone people are talking saying allegedly he was on Epstein's but, plane. But imagine Epstein's plane, right? You've got um, who was it? You got Epstein's there. You've got uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. You've got fucking yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. You've got Donald Trump there. You've got fucking there's all these like mad famous people. Matt and then Groening. Just, Matt Groening, really? Yeah, really. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt Groening, and then just in the corners, nasty Nick from Big Brother One. They'll be like, "Who, who are you?" And he'd be like, "I'm, I'm nasty Nick, mate." Do you know what I mean? They'll be like, "Who? From what? Who are you?" You not heard of nasty Nick from Big Brother Series <laughs> One UK? Are you daft? He was the first one invited onto Epstein's plane. In fact, Epstein got the plane so he could fly over and pick Nick up. <laughs> he bought the plane from Nick. <laughs> Lolita. The Lolita. It was called the Seagull Express before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know this. You know this um, first series of Big Brother. It, it constantly keeps reminding me that, like, how sort of like undeveloped the program really was obviously like it's the first series but they just didn't they're just like key things they just didn't have in place right like even like we were talking about before about the just the word eviction which has become such a key part of big brother you know like oh you you're evicted and like people make jokes about it now like you're evicted from the the big brother house or whatever they just don't really use it much do they like in this in this episode they they use the the technical term thrown out yeah 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 and and in a couple of episodes they said ejection yeah but thrown out though that's like it's like one of them's come out as gay and big brother's like throwing them out of the house (laughs) not under this roof you'll never darken my door again evicted sounds so much better doesn't it it's like more final i mean you've been evicted yeah you've been evicted like like they've nailed an eviction notice to your door and you just have to go i guess they were just trying a few out yeah, a few phrases. Evicted, thrown out, um, ejected. Banished. Banished. <laughs> Banished to the, the dark woods around Big Brother. <laughs> it would be good if Big Brother was like, like, where is the Big Brother house? Like, I don't know actually where, where it is. It's just like, it's just like next to the Thames or some shit, isn't it? But it's not actually, I mean, like, it's in, is it in like a warehouse or something? No, I think it's like out because they have a garden that's outside, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't, I don't mean like, a, I mean, like, I guess I mean like a complex, it's in a complex, isn't it? Like, if you were to like break out of the Big Brother house, you wouldn't be 
You wouldn't be like in the street. No, you would just be you'd just be in an even bigger Big Brother house with housemates that you hadn't met before. <gasps> it's like Synecdoche, New York. It's just like <laughs> you're in like a million Big Brother houses. Do you know part of the flat earth theory is they think that the um, our earth after the ice wall is just more earth. Wait, they think there's an ice wall? But that's like lesson one. Well, I haven't I haven't attended lesson one. I'm still doing my foundation course. Tell me. Tell me. There's a wall of ice all around the earth. A wall of ice around the earth? Why? Yeah, the ice wall so the water doesn't fall off. But who, who put that there? God. Oh, yeah, I always forget that the flat earth um, conspiracy is, like, heavily religious, isn't it? Yeah, they love a bit of God. Well, that's convenient. <laughs> like, that's... So it's a wall of ice, and then past the wall of ice, there's just more earth. Yeah, well, that's just some... There's, like, a pretty few different branches of the flat earth sort of community, and they're, they're constantly at war with each other. But what's the point of it, though, then? Oh, that's the big question, isn't it? <laughs> what's the point of it? What's, what's past the ice? I mean, why doesn't someone just go then? Why doesn't someone just go there? Because um, because then you'd know, wouldn't you? <laughs> if you went there, then you'd know. But this is the problem with their theory, isn't it? Is that like if... I mean, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty like, airtight theory other than this one thing, <laughs> which is, is that if you... Um... Do you know why it's airtight? Why? Because of the firmament. The firmament... <laughs> Because of the firmament. That's what it sounded like when you said that. I think your internet's going. It's like firmament. No, no, it's just got loads of. You no, know, honestly, it has loads of M's in the middle of it. It's just F I R and then like twelve M's and then and. What is firmament? That's a biblical term, isn't it? That's what that's what God like in the Bible like firmament is mentioned. But I don't know what it is. What is it? So it's like so it's like do you know um, the atmosphere, the ozone layer. We just there's just a big big fuck off. It's like a dome basically. All the stars are painted on, um, or the moon. Oh, oh right. So like, literally, so the 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 night sky is literally a blanket, and um, with loads of little holes poked in it. Yeah, it's painted on. It's like, yeah, little tea lights and that. Do you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Oh, I quite like the idea of that. That's quite yeah. nice. We live inside a big Chinese lantern. I think that's all they're getting at. We're in a tent. We're in a. So we're in like a big tent. So like, so like, if you were in it, so a good like visual metaphor for this would be like you're at. So like, okay, so you're at Glastonbury Festival. You're in a tent. Yeah. And you've got an apple in your hand. No, not an apple. Not Glastonbury. No, no. Not Glast. Don't, don't, don't give him Glastonbury. I feel like a Comic Con. <laughs> They've camped outside a Comic Con, waiting for it to open. What about tea in the park? Mm, v- I'll give you V Festival. All right, V Festival. So you're in a tent, and you've got um, a plate in your hand. Yeah. Top, top, lo- top loader of playing. Top loader on the, on the main stage. Oh, is this heaven or hell? I don't know. <laughs> you know, top top loader are a band that I always associate with like being in the back hell. of a car um, at like ten o'clock at night, being a kid, being tired, like dozing off, and all the motorway lights are like shining in your eyes, and you hear dancing in the moonlight come on on uh magic fm yeah my parents used to listen to um memories of trees by enya on repeat so i don't have that same memory as you is that the one that goes like i am the goddess i am am the goddess i am the goddess (laughs) (laughs) i like the way we both collectively forgot sada's tune but then then still tried to sing along with each other I, li- I did like the tune. It was like, um, what was it again? <laughs> like, yeah, it was just up and down, wasn't it? 
I am the goddess. That's a good tune. That's gonna be an, that's gonna be. Him. I am the goddess. <laughs> Bloody close encounters of the third kind over here. <laughs> so how does Nick brush his teeth? Then that's pretty mad, isn't it? Did you see that? It looks like he brushes each tooth individually. He does, which yeah. Is at the end, at the end bristles of his brush. Like he's holding the toothbrush vertical, like like a vertical video, and he's going up and down. Honestly, it's like he's never done it before. He probably hasn't. He's probably got like a a staff that sort of just like jet washes teeth. He's probably that, that's what you get when you're rich and you're you're in the shadowy elites of Epstein. I'm just not convinced he's a real person. He's like a he's like a he's like a robot, or he's. Do you know what I mean? He's like a automaton. An automaton, yeah. He does. He does have. He's, an... he's got big automaton energy. That's a that's a word that's really fun to say in like a posh voice. That's the first time I've ever said it. I'm an automaton. 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 <laughs> it's oh my god! It's a word that it's a word that there must be a word for this. I don't know that it's a word that sounds like what it is. Like it sounds robotic when you say it. An onomatopoeia. Is that what onomatopoeia is? That's what onomatopoeia means. I am fucking smashing it with the words today. You're smart. You're smarty pants. Like, I'm revealing that I'm actually a big dummy. <laughs> Can you spell onomatopoeia? No, I'm not even going to try. Why would I even bother? I know I know what, alli- I know what alliteration is. What's that? It's where you, like, where you say something with all the same letter in it. Like, um... <laughs> <laughs> Like like the big brown bear. That's 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 it. Alliteration. Alliteration is where the first letter of the word is the, the same. What is it when the second letter of the word is all the same? What just the second letter? Yeah. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about that. <laughs> no one cares about the. Uh, people only care about the the uh, the start letter, the end letter, unless it's got like a C with a little five underneath it. People do seem to go mad for that. What is it? A what? A C with a little five underneath it, do you know, like in Spanish or French? With a five underneath it? It looks like a little five. It looks like it's got like an evil sort of, do you know, little evil villain beard. Oh, yeah. What does it do? What What is that C? It makes it like an S. Does it? Is that what that means? Yeah. I, it looks like a little S, doesn't it? Why don't they just do an S? Do you know what's really smart about Spain? They, I... <laughs> <laughs> No, honestly. It's just going to be about how where the rain falls, mainly on the plains. No, but that is that is good for washing plains. <laughs> I um, <laughs> like bloody hell, you bloody hell, Epstein, your pl- your plane's looking clean. <laughs> He's like, oh, I've just been through Spain, and I, <laughs> I just been through Spain. Quick, get get the, get the planes out of the hangar. It's going to rain. <laughs> Are you taking your plane yeah. to the old plane wash? No, mate, going to Spain. <laughs> one of the many things, one of the many mottos that Epstein was known for. Anyway, what I was saying, though, is that um, what Spain do that's clever, I think, like more clever than English, is they put a question mark at the beginning of a sentence upside down. And firstly, like, I like seeing an upside down question mark. It's kind of fun. It's kind of zany. It lets you know. It's like like the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's like, welcome to Spain. (laughs) It's so crazy here. right? And then... um, Apologies for that accent. I don't know what that was actually, um, but also it's just it's good to um, to know that you've got that you're reading a question before you start it because otherwise you sometimes you're reading a sentence and you're like you have to like especially if you're reading out loud maybe if you're a school teacher or something which I'm not but I'm just kind of like trying to think of them and you're like reading a, a book out and you just be like you'd have to you'd have to start reading it like a question halfway through the sentence wouldn't you and that would just sound weird. You'd have to do like an emergency upwards inflection, like you're from Los Angeles, like you're from California. Like what could you say? It'd be like it'd be like um, 
I'm going to the shops. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that doesn't sound too much like that's how you talk anyway, I feel like. That is how I talk. I always do it a lot with inflection. <laughs> Australians do, don't they? They they always talk with a, they always talk with an upwards inflection, don't they? Okay. Always talk with an upwards inflection, you dog cunt. If you were right to write in Australia, would you have to put a question mark after each sentence? You have to put a question mark after each word. <laughs> Hello? Ow? Or? Is that like a seal? Would you like... <laughs> yeah. Would you like another shrimp? <laughs> Just that. <laughs> you sound like an Australian automaton. An Australian... Australian tom. Automatons. I'm an automaton Australian. Oh, I've written this down. Do you know, I've got a bit of scouse practice for you. Oh, wicked. That sounds fun. They were all sat around the Big Brother house trying to um, trying to remember, trying to see if Craig could remember everyone's star sign. Oh, yeah. And at one point he went, at one point he went, eh, he's not Taurus. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not Taurus. Taurus. We, why do we always roll our R? I feel like scousers don't roll their R's as much as we do. Do they not? What you think we no, do? We, I think we're like Taurus. Taurus. <laughs> like we're sort Taurus. of Scouse Spanish. Yeah. It's a big Taurus. I love Spanish. It's such a I, sexy language. I hate meat. I hate meat. Well, actually, I prefer um, Russian, German, or Hungarian is my go-to sexy accent. I don't know. I like the idea of a, I like the idea of a Scouse Spanish person. It's like, you hate meat. <laughs> Just lisping like everything. <laughs> <laughs> margarita i can't do both i tried to do both then Mar- he's by saying margarita <laughs> bit of italian in there yeah, yeah, yeah no not like the cocktail but not the pizza oh only thinking pizzas <laughs> that's what i'm thinking <laughs> oh i might have a pizza today actually that's what i'm thinking it's, pe- it's pizza weather isn't it nice i've got these little pizzas oh man i bought a pizza from iceland recently it is sick like it's sick it's well good what's so good about your iceland pizza I don't know, you just like, well, I tell you what, firstly, Iceland do the most variation of pizzas I've ever seen. Like, they've got so many frozen pizzas, haven't they? Like, like they've almost got like a whole aisle dedicated to frozen pizzas. It's kind of, it's kind of mental. Well, I mean, if, you've, if you're a shop that only has freezers, of course, they're going to have a whole, de- whole aisle de- dedicated to pizzas. They're not a shop that only has freezers. They sell, like, fresh food now. Well, kind of fresh. What? Sort of. What, like vegetables? They got vegetables. I bought, I buy broccoli from Iceland. The only vegetables they have is frozen bags of fucking spinach that you have to thaw out a whole kilogram of spinach just to use a little bit. Not true. Not true. You can tell that this... You're so bourgeois. You're the bourgeoisie now. You've not been in an Iceland for long enough. You're not You're not a man of the people, are you? You're just... You're just... I got my pizzas from Waitrose yesterday. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't buy them. No, don't get me wrong, like... Oh, no, look, I love pizza so much. Sometimes you have to splash out for a posh pizza. You just have to do it. Guess what was on it? Um, uh, ricotta. Yeah? And what's the... Oh, I love ricotta. <laughs> um, spinach. Spinach and ricotta. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and oh, prejudice so as well. Nice. That was on there as well. I had a side on Prejudice? Yeah. What does that mean? I'm just saying that people who go there might be prejudiced. Oh, prejudice. Oh, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> what some waitrose see look when people mention pizzas you literally can't think about anything else can you oh I'd, can we just do a pizza podcast pizza pod pizza pod we could do pizza and teenage mutant ninja turtles podcast 
Do you know what kind of pizzas I've got in my freezer at the moment? They're, they're like tragic ones. Like I bought, like before I discovered this really nice Iceland one, I bought like a five pack of little pizzas. Like they're like... Chicago um, Town. No, not Chicago Town. They're smaller than that even. They're, they're kind of like, do you remember Do you remember personal pizzas? Do you remember, do you remember when you'd get a personal pizza? You don't see a personal pizza anymore. Like, I remember um, Domino's used to do a personal pizza, didn't they? That sounds like it's going to come around and ring your door. They're like, oh, your <laughs> yeah. personal pizza. Oh, no, I thought it sounded more threatening. Like, your pizza's here, and this time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen to your accent. Your pizza sounds like it's called Nigel. Your pizza's here. My pizza's a bruiser, mate. <laughs> it's going to fuck you up. It can't. Your pizza can't be a bruiser because it's almost definitely vegetarian. Yeah, but it's got mushrooms on it. Oh, I love a mushroom. Fun guy. Does it say yeah. fun? This is how you know a pizza's trying to be uh, posh. It'll either say mushrooms or fun guy on the box. Yeah, or but they, you know what they never say. They never say what corn says. You know corn like they. You know corn is is mushroom, isn't it? Corn is technically a fungi or some kind of fungus. But because it's grown in a tank, yeah, they're not allowed to call it a mushroom or like they just they have to call it just like a sort of a tank fungus. And I think that's what puts people <laughs> off of it. 100 percent tank fungus. Yeah. Like, oh, you, what, what do you want with your roast? Do you want, what are you have any having the vegetarian option? Yeah, I'd like give me some of that tank fungus. Yeah. Do you know what? My gay porn name would be tank fungus. Would it? That's a terrible yeah. gay porn name. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. One. What would your drag name be? Uh, oh, I thought of one. I wrote it down in my notes. It's going to take me too long to find it. But I did, you tell me yours and I'll try and remember what mine was. Uh, see, I'm hesitant to say mine because it's so good. Like, I'm worried that some... Like, I know someone's going to take it. Shit. Maybe All right, can I'm just going to... Maybe... Just... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Maybe you can do it in pig Latin. No, I can't speak pig Latin. I'm just going to say <laughs> it I, because I'm never going to do it so they, i might as well just say it just let people have it i guess mine is okay. um is grassy knolls that's got to have been done no it hasn't i, I googled it grassy knolls yeah it's good in it and it would be like jfk themed sort of thing it'd be like um like you could dress like jackie onassis you could dress like a book depository <laughs> You could you could dress like a whole book depository. <laughs> or maybe you could be the babushka lady. Oh, yeah. Or you could just be a shrub. I love, I think it was her. It's got to be that lady with uh, with just with that in all the photos, isn't it? That Are we really lady. discussing who shot JFK right now? Is that <laughs> really morning. what we're doing? <laughs> well, it was you, wasn't it? It was you and your drag character. It was me that what done it, yeah. <laughs> so this pizza, yeah. <laughs> this Iceland pizza, so it's it's a four, like it's two pounds. That's it, just two pounds is how much it costs. It's big. It's it's fairly big. It's big enough for me anyway. And it, um, it's four cheese, and it's got I don't know what f they are. <laughs> when you said it's big enough for me, it sounds like you're gonna sort of live in it instead of eating it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's it's spacious, roomy. It's roomy in here. If no 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 no, if I was gonna live in in a pizza thing, I would live in a calzone. <laughs> oh, of course you would. Yeah, yeah. It's, you got, you got the. That's sheltered the accommodation. I'd live in a stuffed crust. <laughs> got to have a roof over your head. This this pizza. It's got four cheese, but there's a fifth one hiding in the crust. It's a stuffed crust. Oh, what? Like a cheese string? It's kind. It, yeah, it does taste like a cheese string. I think it's got cheese because it's an Iceland pizza, right? It's got cheese string in the crust. It's got derrily triangles on the four cheeses are derrily triangles. Uh, baby Bell. <laughs> um, 
Laughing Cow and and then just Philadelphia on the base. Oh yeah, it's it's got um, Primula just all over it. Primula is such an old man dad cheese. That's that's the cheese my dad eats. He loves he loves a Primula like because it, it comes in a little tube and you can squeeze it out. <laughs> it's nice. Soft cheese was a real fad, I think. Like maybe around the time that Big Brother One was out, I feel like uh, soft cheese was a real can thing. You not, just can you not try to link? Adverts. Can you not try to link our cheese chat to Big Brother? It's tenuous <laughs> at the not. least. Just 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 embrace the cheese. <laughs> Only when you. Only when you call me out on it. This is like me calling you out on your cold open. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to do a cold open. Go on, I'm just tell trying me about to, the cheese. I'm just trying to guide. I'm just trying to guide it back into Big Brother chat. Then if you you've broken the fucking spell, you... go on. Tell me about tell me about cheese. Go on, go. I'm just saying, like Philadelphia. Philadelphia was a bit of a fad. Do you remember when everyone was losing weight? Um, there was like Atkins over here. The soft cheese on a cracker diet over here. Rivetas and cream cheese. I just remember it always being in my lunchbox. My stepmom was all about it. Philadelphia cheese is like, it's like, um, it's like pink Bic razors, right? It's like, it's like cheese for women. Like Sheila's wheels. Do you remember Sheila's wheels? Sheila's wheels. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I remember Sheila's wheels. What was it again, though? What was it? I can't remember what Sheila... It's, it's women's... It's Australian women's car insurance. Of course. Sheila's wheels. The car insurance. Oh, my God. I think they've gone out of business now because it's unethical or something like that. Or... Really? Oh, it, was it? it wasn't, though. It wasn't the point of it, though, because, you know, they were getting unfair rates. So they... I don't know. I don't really understand insurance. I don't really understand. I don't understand what it is. <laughs> I didn't realise there was a glass ceiling in car insurance as well. Oh, there is in everything, but... Um... Yeah. Except the except the glass ceiling industry, weirdly enough. <laughs> <laughs> the green the greenhouse industry yeah. is all about equality. <laughs> skylight. Yeah. <laughs> Women invented the skylight. What's what's your favourite pizza? I'm not talking about um one that you have to go out for, like a takeaway. I'm talking about your frozen pizza or it doesn't have to be frozen it could be a, a chilled pizza but i just mean you're kind of you know yeah yeah i'm gonna cook it myself pizza <laughs> yeah i like a dr oatka one with the um you know with the with with the meat one not the polo and i don't know who dr oatka's trying to fool by calling it polo that's his that's his that's his doctor degree he's in posh words like that he's like you can't c- you can't call something polo and then look on the ingredients like chicken contains 20% reconstituted chicken. I feel like you can't be polo and yeah. not even chicken. <laughs> I like the doctor. I like Dr. Oka. I like them ones. Man, and he's got he's got a degree in pizza, so how can you argue with that? <laughs> they call me Dr. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> open wide <laughs> do you know do you know uh do you know at pizza university they don't call them um they don't call them like semesters or or like that. they call them uh they call them slices do they <laughs> yeah, yeah they do. i've got i've got <laughs> what have you got for first slice i've got pepperoni <laughs> and, uh, and you know when they graduate um <laughs> they yeah. throw up they, they're wearing like a pizza on their head <laughs> it's like a mortarboard i thought we were gonna go the same thing i was gonna go for the tiny little plastic table they throw them in the air no no they wear like a pizza box on their head as like a mortarboard <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a garlic mayo fight right at the end and they got you go up on the stage and you, you shake hands with the dean and you pick up your <laughs> domino's pizza menu <laughs> No, not dumb. Well, whatever. You know, it's, it's funny. You get it. I think, I think, I think we've uh, we probably wrung that dry, haven't we? Like, do you know what else happened today? My my Chromebook won't turn on. Like, it's broken. It's just stopped working. Did you? 
I don't know if I could say this, but did you vomit it? <laughs> no, it's a different one. I had to, you know, no, okay. I'll, so, you know, the one that I vomited on, <laughs> that works now, but that's back at my dad's. I keep that there in case I need to. Maybe it was just waiting until the point where you definitely would have given it to someone else. And it's like, maybe it's safe to come out now. It's going to be, I'm going to have a new owner who won't vomit me. And then it, and then it starts back up and it's like, shit. It's still her. To be honest with you, I was surprised that it stopped working. I, I thought I thought they would it would be able to survive a, a little bit of vomit on it. Like it's. Um... Why wouldn't they test that in the factory? No, don't they know that people are going to be like drunk web surfing? My other my Chromebook that was supposed to be my working one um, now just has, has stopped working. Like it doesn't work. I think it might. Could it be the heat? I don't know. Maybe. I'm blaming the heat for everything at the moment. But anyway, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like my brain is a bit fried and it's kind of like... Because um... I've got um, the children. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've been to the beach like five times in seven days, which sounds ideal. But there's no nowhere to hide. Yeah, don't you get sick of the beach as well? They had a fight in the sea. There was dunking. They put a sign up in the swimming pool says, saying no dunking or heavy petting. <laughs> yeah. But they don't have them sort of signs at the seaside. So um, they, they were just dunking and doing horseplay. There was lots of horseplay. I don't think we should fat shame our obese pets. <laughs> <laughs> no fat dogs in the sea. <laughs> but a different dad came along. Yeah. And he swam over. And I'm not a very strong swimmer. I was doing my slow motion run as well from Baywatch, which probably yeah. didn't help matters. Sure. But uh, but yeah, but he got there first. You don't want another dad to get to your crying kids first in the sea, do you? Do you not? Nah, you want to win that. You want to win that um, alpha race. Did he outdad you then? He outdaded me, man. That's sad. Yeah. Do, do your kids live with him now? <laughs> yeah, they, he had to take. He had to take one of them at least. He had to take my son because how am I going to raise a son now? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can raise a girl, but you're not going to raise a son, are you? Not not with that. Not with that behavior. What were your kids fighting about? Oh, they just fight, man. They were fighting over a bodyboard, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. You know horseplay? Why do they call it horseplay for? I didn't know. Horses aren't known for their playfulness, are they? Oh, I don't know. Not any horses I've ever met. I've never taken a horse to water either before. I've never done that. Have you? I've taken water to a horse. I feel like that's the more... That's the excitement like more. <laughs> <laughs> you can take water to a horse, but you can't make it respect you. Yeah, yeah, I think... I think that should be the saying, right? You can take water to a horse and it will drink it. Yeah, it will. Especially if you put it in like a feed bag. They love a feed bag, don't they? Yeah, is that when they just stick a bucket to the front of their face? Yeah. Have I told you about my, my feed bag um, sort of like desire? <laughs> feed bag desire. Sounds like an 80s rock song. <laughs> That's really the wrong phrase. for. I, I, I regret saying desire. It's not... Basically, when I was in primary school... Yeah. I had a I had a real thing for feedbacks. I really wanted one. I remember like asking for one for Christmas. I really wanted a feedback <laughs> because I just I, I think I watched like a program and they were teaching you about you know animals and how they eat and stuff. And I remember there's I just remember very distinctly a video of a horse and they put like a an apple in the feed bag and they put like some oats in the feed bag and they put some sugar cubes in there and they mixed it all up and they were just like just strapped it to his face and I was like yeah that is how I want to eat my lunch and then since then I couldn't get it out of my head of like oh yeah peanut butter sandwich in there a bloody um a caramac uh breakaway and like I was just like yeah I was like in heaven you trying to eat that combination of food about using your hands and just shoving your face into this feed bag attached I can't it just sounds disgusting <laughs> to be honest that's what i do now though <laughs> i've got like an adapted feedback i've got like a do you strap blinkers onto the side of your head as well so you can't see sideways 
Is that what blinkers are? Is that what they do? It's so that they don't get freaked out by like traffic and stuff. Why? Because have they got do their eyes like swivel around like three sixty? No, no, no. It's just so that they don't focus on anything on the outside. They just focus forwards. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking like I, I thought it was. I thought it was because their eyes like swivel around. So like they um like a chameleon. <laughs> so they like have to. <laughs> so they. they... <laughs> you think, so you they... think horses have got googly eyes? <laughs> yeah, like chameleon eyes, and like they um they need the blinkers on so they so they go forwards. Otherwise, they'd have no control over their eyes. <laughs> yeah. I want to see, man. You must be so you must be so disappointed by dressage and show jumping. I mean, isn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you're like the horse approaches the hedge. Oh no, he's jumped in completely the wrong direction, but at full <laughs> speed. He must have been looking the wrong way. Do you like horses? Uh, my cousins have got horses. I've got I've got um, rich cousins. You've got rich cousins. Yeah, but like we used to have like a traditional Northern Christmas, which is like you know here's a box that a bike could fit in, that sort of thing, and um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's it, it's a saucepan, you know, or something like that. You know, them sort of <laughs> gifts. Uh, but yeah. they but they would get like a horse, and then my other cousin a would horse? get a horse. And my other cousin would get like a quad bike. He had a quad bike one Christmas. The electronic horse. Yeah, exactly. It's the horse of the the horse of the twenty first century. I bet quad bikes aren't electric, are they? I feel like a right idiot now. You can take a quad bike to water, but you can't make it drink. <laughs> I um I nearly died. Well, I'm not going to be over dramatic. I nearly broke my legs on a quad bike the first time I ever went. The first and only time I ever went on one. Did you try? Did you let the quad bike ride you? Kind of. It was um it was at Pontins, uh, Camber Sands, which is where I used to go on holiday as a child and um yeah i thought do you know what i'm gonna give do you know what i'm gonna give this masculinity thing a go <laughs> give it a solid college try that's what i remember thinking and i got on this quad bike and it sounded like it went really well for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, and I, and what i did is i pulled back the uh, accelerator to full capacity before it had started and um it just like it just flattened me like it it did like a wheelie and it just flattened me i remember laying there on the ground just thinking yeah i'm gonna transition (laughs) i'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) that's it um i think my parents knew at that point as well if you're born in london do you have to have at least one holiday is it like do you know when people have to do national service do you have to go to pontins campus sands you don't have to go. I mean, actually, like everyone I've everyone I've spoken to from the from Watford Gap downwards has been to Camber Sands Pontins. That surprises me, right? Because Pontins is is notoriously like it is the it's like the dog shit one, you know? It's like the oh, really? falling apart one. Oh yeah, like Butlins is the is the posh one, and Haven Haven is the really posh one. Like there was a famous documentary about like a famous watchdog episode <laughs> documentary. Like a watchdog is a documentary. <laughs> there was. <laughs> I think it was the Werner Herzog directed Watchdog. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was a famous Watchdog episode about Butlins and its decline, and it's yeah, Anne Robinson like stomping around Butlins, not Butlins, Pontins, going like, "Why is this cable over here? Why is why is this this wood saw been left out? What's going on here?" Oh, imagine if you were lying underneath that quad bike and Anne Robinson just walked up to you and was just like, "Look at this a child here underneath this quad bike." <laughs> That would have made your day fucking amazing, to be honest. Like recent, like very recently, actually, like a year ago, um, a ventilation system just like fell down at Pontin. It just fell like off the ceiling, like crushed did it people. Land on yeah, it did. I did a gig at the start of this year where a speaker fell on an old man. Jesus. 
Yeah, I opened in Margate or what's the other one? There's one of those places, you know, them weird seaside towns that are like that way, like over towards the English Channel, France. Margate, Rye. Rygate. Rygate. Was it Rygate? Is that... No, it was somewhere. But anyway, it was over there. Watergate. And, uh, you know, it's pizza. It was Pizzagate. <laughs> Pizzagate. <laughs> Everything's a bloody gate now, isn't it? Yeah, but I opened, but there's a guy called AMG. AMJ. Do you know AMJ? No. He's like the MC for Kent. He's Adam Morrison Jones. Okay. And he was like stamping. Like, he does this bit where he, does, he gets all the crowd to sing Seven Nation Army. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but anyway, he was stamping his feet along to Seven Nation Army, getting everyone to join in. And basically, he stamped a speaker off the PA stand and then onto this old man. They had to call an ambulance. Oh, wow. Amazing. The old man was okay in the end, and they just carried on the gig. I'd left by that point. I'd, I'd opened the gig and then left. But that's my um, that's my old man nearly dying at a comedy club story. <laughs> We've all got one, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, that's for heckling, old man. That's what we <laughs> shouted. So, um, one thing that I noticed about this Big Brother episode is Darren. Yeah, yeah your boy's yeah. got a memory on him. Like he was doing well good at the memory <laughs> uh, test. I was thinking, like, from someone who, <laughs> someone who went from a goldfish <laughs> memory to having a memory like that in such a short period of time amazing i feel like he's going to be gutted when he realizes that he's um, not stuck to his goldfish narrative no i mean he's he's transcended it he's he's evolved hasn't he he's not he's no longer a goldfish he's like a sort of pokemon <laughs> yeah he's, he's gone from <laughs> magic carp to um gyarados <laughs> yeah the most unlikely change of in pokemon history well that's the point that's the point of that that's the point of that pokemon that's the point of it that one it's supposed to be like it's supposed to like um it's supposed to mislead you it's like the best po- one of the best pokemon in the end but and also it has no attacks everyone knows you just leave it with that guy i just come back to it later on yeah and then it like evolves i do want to talk about tom's dramatic irish story oh yeah go on then because <laughs> he was like um do you know everything he says sounds like it's um sounds like it's it's, it's being said in court or like you know it's like oh it's a really sad like harry yeah. you could just imagine it's like a it's like an old like folk tale or so i don't know if i first thought it was maybe an irish thing because he was just like the first time i fell in love i walked her home she lived she lived three counties away it was 337 miles i walked her <laughs> yeah. home and on the way home i sang her poetry i sang her great sonnets of the irish gods <laughs> uh, on the way home I, I read the entirety of ulysses to her <laughs> yeah and then she just when we arrived home she said tom you're just not the man for me and we just parted company and one day maybe i hope i'll see her again and then and then i was like oh maybe it's just his irish accent or he's like just i mean and then anna was just like in irish as well just like nah i met a girl and we just went out for a drink and then we banged (laughs) so i was like oh maybe it's just a tom thing i was with a girl for a little bit and then she dumped me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there was i just thought it was like everything that tom comes out with is just like it's like he's weaving like this just mad like romantic tale yeah it's i mean that maybe that's going to be his saving grace you know maybe that maybe that'll make him stay for a little bit longer than he deserves um you know he said that he walked he genuinely said that he walked her 18 miles home yeah how far is 18 miles like that's quite a long time isn't it how long how long would that take to walk I don't know. I were I walked once. I walked from Worthing to Brighton, which is like five miles, and it took me two and a half hours. Yeah. 
So that's like a day. But the thing is, of course he walked her home because he's taken her 18 miles away from her, her house on the date. Did he walk her there as well? <laughs> like, this is the thing. He's like, I'm taking you on a date, but we've got to, like, Lord of the Rings-style walk there, by the way. <laughs> I know. He, get, he drops off a map and a compass and that around her house. And he's like, he's like, if you can find my location, we can go out on a date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> get your hiking boots on like she had to train for the date oh maybe that could be maybe that could be a good show date orienteering like they go out for a little date they meet each other and then it's like they've got to meet if they really want to have a second date they've got to meet each other in a specific location within a certain time and they've got to orienteer their way there i'm pitching that to channel four later are you listening channel four yeah. <laughs> are you listening? Yeah. that is such a channel four show like they will they will be fighting for that make them naked and, and you've got it Oh, yeah. Naked hiking date (laughs) show. (laughs) Naked arse track. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. You can spell spell track like track, like a walking track. Yeah, yeah. And just call it naked attraction. I felt really sorry for Mel in this episode, you know. Caroline was just like, oh, I'm up for eviction. I fucking hate Melanie. (laughs) <laughs> and it, and she didn't even vote for her. She's just like just just like completely paranoid, isn't she, Caroline? That's what's good about the nominations because someone voted for them, and like the majority of people voted for them. So you're just looking at everyone with your little beady Caroline eyes. But Caroline is so transparent because she's like clearly just doesn't like Mel because she because Mel gets on with the boys. So she's like, you know, because Caroline's got this thing of like, you know, she does have like, oh, all us girls should stick together kind of thing, and. She's completely just, like, out of order to Mel, I reckon. Yeah, but she wasn't saying it to Mel, though. No, but maybe she should. Maybe that's worse, you know. Also, I learned in this episode that her nickname is Kaggy. Kaggy? Kaggy, yeah, because um, Sada, when, when Sada is psychoanalyzing her, she goes, come on, Kaggy. <laughs> Kaggy? Imagine <laughs> being called Kaggy. Maybe Sada's just, just trying it out. There's not even a G in Caroline. Kaggaline. Kaggy's Kaggy's not a... Kagaline. That's I think Kagi <laughs> I think Kagi's an onomatopoeia as well. It sounds like you got peanut butter stuck in the roof of your mouth. Yeah, oh so Kagi. Kagi. Which you can do to a horse, incidentally. That's how they used to make horses speak on film. <laughs> that's true. You know, you know, Is that how they did Warhorse? That's how they did Warhorse. They just stuck loads of peanut butter in it. It's gob. I'm going to war now. <laughs> does Warhorse speak? Warhorse doesn't speak, does he? It'd be a better film if he does speak. Tell you what, the sun pat budget on that film was out of control. <laughs> they weren't using sun pat. Don't make me laugh. They were using Big D, the Aldi brand. <laughs> Horses love Big D. Horses have Big Ds. <laughs> I didn't know that they filmed horses talking. Yeah, because basically there used to be this old program called Mr. Ed and it was about a talking horse. <laughs> and um, that's kind of like what they made programs about in like the 1930s before they could like, before they had... Actually, I don't think it's that old. I think it's like 1950s or 60s. But um, they just had no... They just didn't know what TV was. They had no ideas. They were just like, what if a horse could talk? <laughs> and they, um, what, they, <laughs> what they would do is they would put peanut butter in its mouth on its gums and then it would do that weird like gummy thing that horses do you know where it's like the lips go up and down and then they would film that and then they would Sada really really wanted her to cry didn't she what she wanted Kagi to cry 
Yeah, I felt like she gets her power from people's misfortune, Sada. Do you know what I mean? She was just like, oh, it's okay to cry. I think you should cry. And then and then Kagi just started crying a little bit. She was like, no, let it all out. It's better to cry every single last tear out of your face. And as she was doing it, they did a long shot and it was just Sada's face. Maybe it was like a mirror image of Sada's just sort of demonic face just watching Kagi crying. Sada's <laughs> evil. Sada is evil. She hides behind Reiki and trying to life coach people. So she was like, do you think it's because Melanie uh, doesn't, doesn't want to put womanhood before before friendship? <laughs> it's like, no, she just voted. She didn't even vote for you, you caggy twat. Yeah, cag. <laughs> so just cag off, mate. Just fucking cagging up the house. <laughs> I really liked the story. I really liked Darren's love story in this, where he married his school bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine marrying your school? Did you have a school bully? Yeah, I had a guy who um, I always had to give a pound to. <laughs> Was he a trolley? Was he a Tesco trolley? <laughs> you were bullied by a trolley. <laughs> Every day what? he makes me give him a pound. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's a trolley. <laughs> I mean, he gives it back when, um, when I'm done. But, but... Yeah, he gives it back. <laughs> It's just so demanding of my of my pound. Tell me about it. Tell me about what happened. I went to a new school in year nine, and um, there's a guy who showed me around. I, when when he showed me the cafeteria, I was like, "Can I borrow a pound?" And um, I was like, "Sure thing, man." So I gave him a pound, and I used to be the smallest in my year, like pretty much when I was in year nine. And yeah. um, the next day, he was just like, "Can I borrow another pound?" And then it just kept going. And then eventually it was just like, can I have my pound? Like it was his pound. <laughs> I've come for my pound. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like tax. It's like, it's like how I think your job's over. Do you know what I mean? I've seen around the school by now. It's like months later. Do you know what I mean? It's got nothing left to show me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got one more room to show. We haven't, I haven't shown you the, uh, <laughs> this is the uh, coat closet. <laughs> I haven't shown you this yet. <laughs> Where's me pound? He comes back the next day. Have you seen the drinking fountains? He's like, yeah. Well, let me show you them again because they're worth, they're worth a second look. Have you got my pound? <laughs> I think it was. I think it was quite a seminal moment in my sort of childhood because because um, I had to like go to my other mate and be like, I don't want to give him a pound, but he keeps asking for a, for a quid, and he was just like, well, go and tell him that you don't want to give him a pound anymore. And standing up to him was the first step I took to becoming an adult man. So how did you do that? What did you literally just say to him? I'm not giving you a pound. He came up to the next day and then I was just like, I'm just going to be straight. Like, no, you can't have my pound. But he was <laughs> yeah. like, he was like, where's my pound? And I was like, actually, uh, I just don't think, uh, I just don't, I just don't, I just, I just don't think I can, I can afford to just keep, just keep you in pounds every day. <laughs> my fa my family can't take it. We're eating, we're eating beans straight out of the tin, just cold beans. We all share a tin of beans straight out of the tin at home because we just haven't got the pounds to to pay for to pay for heating anymore. So what did he say? He just left. He was like, all right, and just left. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he was like, you've passed the test. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering when you were going to stand up to me. You have become a man today, my son. And he opened his bag and it was just full of all my pound coins in there. He'd just been saving them for the day that I stood up for myself. And he revealed that he wasn't a trolley, but he was actually a bank this whole time. It was my dad in a mask. <laughs> I've taught you I've taught you the value of money, but my boy. Now buy yourself that bike you wanted. <laughs> what a lovely twist. I um I like I like that your your bullying story had like 
I don't know, like a logic to it, you know, like it kind of like you, it had a narrative, you, you, you told him no and he accepted it. That's really nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. It made me feel a bit stupid because I felt like I could have just said no to begin with. Yeah. Mine didn't really have, my ones don't really have that nice sense of, uh, <laughs> of sort of like closure to them. I got proper bullied. I didn't get like, I didn't get like, you know. I didn't get a pound taken off me. <laughs> you didn't get financially bullied in uh, in secondary school. Not particularly, no. No, our school was so bad for that that we ended up having to have dinner, like um, dinner cards introduced. Like there were cards that you put money on, and then you bought your lunch with them. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I have a funny bullying story. Maybe when you bullied someone else. I've never bullied anyone, to be, on, to be honest, not that I know of. I, I, I can tell you one time where I came close to bullying somebody. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe it is bullying. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me. Um, so, like, there was this one time... When I was in primary school, there was this kid called uh, John, I think his name was. And he was being bullied by another kid called John. <laughs> so these Johns, they, these Johns didn't like... Each, like, this John did not like this other John. But this John who was getting bullied, he was like... He was such a sweet John. Like he was just a nice little John. Like he 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 had like so he. I remember I went round his house once and he just had all the Doctor Who's on video. And I mean like the old Doctor Who. Like he was that kind of kid, right? Like he's had the he was that kind of kid where like all his like laundry was everywhere, like in the house. Like and he had Doctor Who and that. He was a, he was a sweetheart. And um, I he was getting bullied by this other John. So me and my friend went over to this other John. You were like, we're called John as well. <laughs> you doing John's a bad name. All we said to him was, if you don't stop bullying John, we're going to kill you. <laughs> That's all we said. That's it, right? Like, we're going to kill you. That was it. Um, and then I got, like, a couple of hours later, I was, like, called to the head teacher's office. <laughs> and they were like, listen, like, John is terrified. <laughs> and, like, John says you're going to kill him. <laughs> like, did you say this? And we were just like, I was like, no, I didn't say anything. He's, he's crazy. <laughs> and then that was it. And then little John's looking through the window and you're just doing that thing where you run your finger across your neck. Just like, I'm going <laughs> to, we'll see you later, John. Did you have a, did you have like a kissing corner at school? We had like a kissing thicket. A thicket? Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. the 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 kith. Yeah, I can't do it. The kithic. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a town in the Lake District. The kithic. <laughs> we had a. Somewhere we had a. We had a. We had a kissing wall. The love wall. It was called. And it basically all it was was it was just like a a wall and then another wall sort of like attached to each other. So it made like a right angle of a wall. And in this right angle, there was, well, I guess a corner would be this. Sperm everywhere. Oh, it was just covered. <laughs> no, it was, um, this was primary <laughs> school and it just had loads of little like scratchings and little notes like, like, John loves John. <laughs> Whatever, not John loves John, but like, you know, <laughs> um, like Stacy and, uh, and John, John, whatever. And um, yeah, a lot of Johns in my school. Um, and then if you got pushed in, if you got pushed into the corner, whoever you got pushed in there with, uh, you were gay with, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was a girl and a boy. You, you you're gay. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the gay corner. <clears throat> yeah, you're gay. <laughs> I just can't with Darren though. I just can't imagine it. Like because a lot of my school bullies, like I just fucking hated them. Like I just hated their guts. Imagine like marrying them one day. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's like maybe when he says school bully, like he probably just he probably just hams up the bully and like it's like just that like normal child thing of just like sort of negging. Children are all about negging, aren't they? No, like if I was going to marry a school bully, I would do it like in a sadistic way. Do you know what I mean? Like what I would do is I would I would I would meet one of my school bullies. I would marry them. Um, I would I would live happily married with them for about ten years, <laughs> and then at the ten year point. I would then just like break them. <laughs> I mean, it would be like, God, you're evil. Yeah, it'd be like the long game. You know, I'd make them think that I that I love them, but actually, like, I would fucking ruin their life. You're one of them asbestos killer, not asbestos, but what's it called when you used to um, arsenic? Do you remember when they had to make arsenic illegal because all the wives get just slowly poisoning their husbands over time? Yeah, but I'm not gonna kill anyone. I'm just gonna like just ruin their life somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I'll figure it I'll have ten years to figure it out, won't I? Get to know them, figure out what would ruin their life and just do it. Have you not let it go? I've let it go about the pound guy. Yeah, but that's not fucking hard to let go, is it? What did you lose? You probably lost like six pounds. I'll tell you what, actually. I became Facebook friends um, with him uh, like a couple of years back. And then he defriended me. He can't defriend me. I, it's my, I can defriend him. But he's the fucking pound thief of my school do you know what i mean i i i should be with i should I, I should make a new facebook account refriend him again and then i should be the one who gets to unfriend him the bully can't unfriend the bull the bully bully that was his ultimate act of bullying that was like that was the piece de resistance <laughs> <laughs> um i when i first started transitioning well not when i first started but when i was still on facebook i guess i had one of my school bullies like private message me and was like oh, yeah. chatting me up. Oh right. Yeah, it was really fucking odd. Really, really weird. And they were like, a... "Well, you could have done your plan." Yeah, but they were like a low-level one. They were like, they weren't. They're not the one that I'm gonna like ruin. <laughs> have you got any? Have you got anything else about this episode? Yeah, just only one other thing really. It's just like so. Like yeah, Darren married his school bully, but Craig. Craig's got like someone waiting for him. Did you notice that? Like Craig's got this whole thing where he's like, he's got this this woman that he has a has a pact with. Who's like, oh, you know, we're we're not dating. We're kind of seeing other people. But I know, I know that whenever I need to, oh, we're gonna come back together and we're gonna be married one day. I know I'm gonna marry her. Isn't that weird? Yeah, no, it is weird. I feel like I feel like she maybe isn't as into it as craig is do you know when people make a thing they're like if you're still single by the time we're like 35 let's get married or whatever like he's probably done that but no one no one's phoning people up and been like it's my 35th birthday where the fuck are you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah can you imagine if you actually like really like did that like you had to do it like if you made that pact when you were like 13 and then you're like 35 and you just have to do it if you had to keep promises from the uh, from the past there'd be a lot of lot of terrible bands still going wouldn't there oh yeah that'd be <laughs> great though that'd be really good <laughs> we're still doing the band until we headline leeds festival leeds festival you know <laughs> yeah i was gonna say reading but then i thought i'd say something more for my northern friends up like... you said that really weird then you went reading yeah reading yeah but you went reading apparently i pronounce i say evening evening Evening. Like you say it like a butler in a Victorian. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> I also say dwarf. Did you watch the Did you watch the latest episode of Red Dwarf? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yesterday evening. Yesterday evening, I watched Red Dwarf. 
<laughs> you sound like you're malfunctioning, you fucking automaton. I'm a fucking automaton. I'm Nick, the big brother automaton. That would be good if there was an automaton in the house. It's Dirty Den. <laughs> One of the... Um... Dirty Den alone. <laughs> One of the... Uh... They're doing this task where they have to be like, remember all this shit about people that you hate, um, about the other housemates, and they have to choose who their famous dad is going to be. Anna went with Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, yeah, that makes me really like Anna though, because that is such a that is such a fun choice. You know, that's like I that's what I would kind of choose. Who would you choose as your famous dad? I'd want to go someone like um, like Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Imagine if Alex Jones was your dad. That would be pretty traumatizing. <laughs> I would not enjoy it. I don't think it'd be traumatizing. But it, uh, I think I would. Uh, I, I would write like a. I'd, I'd be estranged, probably. I mean, you can be estranged from you. Yeah. I would choose Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> but but biological, biological dad Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, that's how they. It's really funny. That's how they like. That's how like the news still reports like Caitlyn Jenner. It's really amusing. It's like like Kylie out with her dad Caitlyn. <laughs> it's like really bizarre. Um, <laughs> what they keep just keep like just don't forget lest we forget no no i would not choose kelly jenner i would choose who would be my famous dad my famous dad would be putin no not putin not kevin spacey um <laughs> my mind is just going through my mind's going through who it wouldn't be first um i'm just kind of like it's a bit like guess who i'm just like i'm 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 folding down all the all the wrong ends has he got glasses on <laughs> has he got a history of a <laughs> of abuse I, put them all down. Um, I would say my my famous god who would i want my famous dad to be i can't you know i can't think i really don't i don't think i'd want my dad to be famous imagine that like like it must be so difficult when you know like if you want to be a success in any degree it must be so difficult if your parent is famous that must be awful that must be the worst thing in the world having a famous parent having all that money <laughs> right? i mean just 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 look at the smiths oh my god imagine if morrissey was your dad <laughs> i meant like the will smith oh <laughs> <laughs> i thought you did about the smiths i feel like morrissey could do a good nikki impression <laughs> who is she <laughs> oh my god is morrissey on cameo he's not no Nah, if he was on Cameo, we could get Morrissey to do the podcast intro. Morrissey's not even on this fucking planet at the moment. Like, I, I, I really, <laughs> I'm really sad about Morrissey. I really feel, like, so bummed out about him. He's such a piece of shit now. And I... When, He's such a piece of shit. And when I listen to The Smiths, like, I still... I still listen... I can still listen to it in that kind of, like... And think of Morrissey as I used to, but every couple of songs it pops into my mind it's like yeah he's just a dick now though absolute dick and maybe he always was a dick but i don't know that old stuff it's like i don't know it's so good let's just say it how it is like he's he's racist he's a racist and um he's a racist automaton he's a bloody racist automaton the worst kind of automatons they, they automate their racism wildly they oscillate wildly <laughs> sorry um that's, that's a smith's reference um i know um, but yeah, so God, where was I going with this? Yeah, so but but in the past, like all of his dickish moves seemed kind of cool. Like I'm I'm the kind of person like I like a bit of arrogance. Do you know what I mean? Like I like a bit of arrogance is a bit of a turn on to me. And um, but then when you've got like something else that's like way worse that kind of like set like acts as the foundation for that arrogance, it just makes it sad. Yeah, no, I agree. Everyone, everyone's agreed. Morrissey is definitely a, definitely a kind. But do you know Invisible Andy? Uh, yeah, I'm familiar He's... with him. He's becoming more visible. 
He definitely is, isn't he? He's emerging like a sunflower. He just needed that ham and sweet corn pie <laughs> like it was like it was Popeye. Do you know what I mean? He just needed that little bit of strength from his mum sending him that pie. And now he's come out of his shell. He's had his birthday. He's a whole year older. And now he's just ready to fucking fuck shit up in the Big Brother house. He's got hashtag big ham and sweet corn pie energy. Yeah, he's got big ham energy. <laughs> <laughs> We need a new name for him then. If he's not Invisible Andy anymore, he's... why don't we upgrade him to something like Opaque Andy or like... Um... Yeah, Translucent Andy. Translucent Andy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you met a jellyfish? Have you not met it, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Have you like seen... Have you experienced... <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe. Have you met one? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I've met I've met a couple of them. Sometimes in my job, you got to deal with a few jellyfish. Like I don't mean dead jelly. What? You, what? Being a chef? Yeah, you just got to meet a few jellyfish. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you got you got to pick them out. Do you know when you? I, I've worked in them places where you like pick out your own crabs and lobsters, and they're like, I want that eat that jellyfish. You don't eat jellyfish. Well, of course you do. Why not? No, you're lying. People don't eat jellyfish. Isn't it like a squid? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not even a. It's not even a fish, technically, is it? Nah, they're not. They're like single cell organisms. I don't know what we're talking about. Why are you talking about jellyfish? I don't know. I was just wondering if you've ever experienced a jellyfish. Have you ever seen one? You ever swam with one? I've seen them in the Sea Life Centre. Do you ever have those things where you look at it and like you know that all evidence points to it would be absolutely horrific, which is like you know being stung by a jellyfish. But even though I know that, there's still a part of me that just feels like. I don't think it would hurt. I think it'd be fine. When you know, you know, I suppose. Yeah. You're probably like... <laughs> I feel like... I feel like you're being quite brazen about it. Like, you should... I want you to say that and then walk into the sea that's full of jellyfish. You know, jellyfish infested waters. I think it's just the name. Like, like because, like, obviously, like, a man of war. I, like, there's that jellyfish in there that can kill you. Like, I would stay clear of that one. But, like, just a jellyfish. Like, come on, it's got, like, the wettest name imaginable. It's a fucking jellyfish. Like, what can it actually do? Like, nothing. No, they can't do it. They just fucking jellyfish about, do you know what I mean? Man of War is a very strong name, isn't it? It's a great name. Like, it's such a shame that, like, one of the worst bands ever took one of the best names ever. <laughs> the loudest <laughs> band in the world. <laughs> I think their next episode is the eviction one, isn't it? The next episode is the eviction one, man. So this is like the calm before the storm. Sarda seems Sarda, Sarda out of the two seems the most upset about going. That's why I don't think she would have ever walked out because she was claiming she was going to walk out. I feel like she just seemed like gutted about it, didn't she? So, she was like, gutted, she yeah. Gone. She just very insecure. I think that was the issue with it. Like she was just very like upset and embarrassed and stuff. You know, when you're embarrassed, sometimes you just kind of like lash out don't you she seems quite highly strong for someone who's so at one with the goddess she's at one with the goddess but she's not happy about it <laughs> she's like yeah. she's absolutely flailing the main the main thing i'll take away from this episode is that the sada's one with the goddess i feel like i'm one with the goddess I, I, you probably feel like you're one with the goddess and anyone who listens to this podcast is one with the goddess now too well how can we all be one with the goddess <laughs> only one of us can really be one with the goddess are we all one? No, we're all we're all a collective one. Are we? Yeah. Why not? Let's do Reiki and talk about it. Okay, we are, but I am more one with the goddess than you. I am one with the goddess. I am one with the goddess. You've got like a cool natural vibrato. You sound like, you know when you watch a war film, like, um, and they always listen to the radio, it's like someone like Vera Lynn or someone like that. 
<laughs> you got like a really natural close to You sound like an old wartime singer when you sing. Should I do some old wartime singing? What yeah, what, what do they sing? What we'll do they, what we'll meet again is an old wartime song. That is a perfect impression. Is that good? It sounds so good. It sounds well good. You should. They should use you as foley if they're making like a sort of. I can do other foley. Shall I do like a? I can't do. I can't do snow right now. What? What do you? Give me a foley sound that you want, and I'll do it for you. Um. Do well. We'll start off easy. Do like wind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe I'll do Tom's Irish story. Do like wind and rain and that. I can't do wind and rain at the same time. I'm not poly. I'm not polyphonic. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do. I'll do the wind, and you do Tom's Irish story, and I will change my foley depending on what happens in the story. Yeah. So I'm, I met a girl. I met a girl. I'd, I'd fancied her all the way through primary school, and uh, we met by, by the crags, the Irish crags, seven hundred and forty-three miles away from uh, both our collective houses. Uh, we were only. We were only eight at the time, but we walked miles and miles through the bogs, through the Irish bogs. Uh, I, I read her old Irish poetry about leprechauns. And uh, what's that? <laughs> and I had such bad, I had such bad flatulence that day. Um, <laughs> it's where it was, it was, it was supposed to be, it was you walking through the bogs. <laughs> And then I came across, we came across a whole field of sheep. (laughs) (laughs) And at first they were really far away sheep. It sounds like a baby. But but as, but as we, but as we got closer, the sheep, they just sounded louder and louder and louder. And then she, and then we sorry I dropped something. And then, as as we approached our house, her angry da came out. He was Irish <laughs> angry drunk da came out and asked me where I'd been. I'm I'm her da. <laughs> where where the fuck you been? <laughs> and then I asked her if she'd go out with me, and she just said no, and then slammed her door. <laughs> Wait, that was <laughs> that wasn't a good door slam. Wait, I'm gonna try and do a door slam. One second. Um. Okay, hold on. Ready? And then she slammed her door. Ah, that was the nice. I'm more like a stamp, but I, I see what you're going. For. That was good. I feel like that was like a radio four. That's sort of like the arches or something. Yeah, we could actually do. We could like. Yeah, we could do that, couldn't we? That was fun. Yeah. It's fo. It's foley, an Irish word. It sounds like an Irish word. Foley. Yeah, no, I think it is. It is actually, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like Foley's Bar or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think think there is a Foley's Bar around here, actually. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think I've been in an Irish bar before. Have you? Yeah, loads, man. I've been in loads of Irish bars. I've been in Irish bars in Ireland. 
Have you? Oh, yeah, you lived in Ireland. Yeah, so they just call them bars, though. I mean, I was a child when I lived there. Yeah, but... <laughs> It'd be funny if they called them Irish bars in Ireland. Like, it's like ultra-Irish bar. Yeah, like, it's so, so Irish in here. <laughs> yeah. It's an authentic Irish-Irish bar! Is there such thing as a Northern Irish bar? You don't get that really here, do you? All the windows are just completely blown out. <laughs> Put your balaclava on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the Irish accent. It's such a nice... Like, I... I really like the Belfast accent. Belfast. Yeah, they actually trialed um, mandatory face masks in Ireland because they thought they've already got that sort of vibe going on already. They thought they'd just try it out there and then move it over to here afterwards. Yeah, is that true? Because, <laughs> because of the balaclavas, I'm saying. Yeah, good one. I like that. That's Cheers. Good. But Cheers. I would like to see balaclavas normalised, I think. Mainly because I would like to wear one. Like, it's just like my face does get cold. Doesn't your face get cold? Yeah, but I, I did have one once, but it was one of those stupid full fe- like full circle on the face ones. So what's the point in that? Oh, so you look like a scuba diver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a woolen scuba diver. Like. I mean, there's still a point to it. Like, I like, like it would still keep your ears. And yeah, your... but I wanted mine for domestic terrorism. I didn't want mine for just having my dumb face sticking out of it. That's, imagine if you, that's the only balaclava you can get and you're still like <laughs> going to go through with the, the bank robbery. I would draw the rest of it on with a sharp black sharpie. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'll say no more about that. <laughs> I got the idea from Justin Trudeau. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel really hay fever right now. Like I feel like um yeah. Like I do you ever get that? Do you have hay fever? No. Do you never get that like scratchy feeling in the back of your throat? It's like no. I think hay fever's for pussies. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm a pussy man. <laughs> yeah, I guess you are. Oh no, not the flowers. That's what. That's you. It's like it's like that that M Night Shyamalan film, um, The Happening. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen it. It's that one he made. It's regarded as like one of his worst films. It's like it's about plants that. Can we ruin the twist? The plants uh, kill you. All the plants come and get you. Is he like um? He's like because Stephen King's like a bit like that, and he? he's just like just grabs anything. He's like the shirt that kills children or whatever well, Steve, Stephen King he's like he's, he's I think I think of him as like a bo- uh, as a what <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying I think of him as like a bipolar writer in the sense of like some of his stories are really good you know like like they're like psychological horror things that like seem smart or whatever and then other ones are just like oh it's a car <laughs> but it's like killing people so like, what's wrong with you man <laughs> Imagine if he, like, if he just, like, I think if he just held off on, like, writing so many books, I think if he just wrote just one book a year or whatever, it would, you know, it would be a good book. Yeah, I think so, too. Yes, if you, so if you listen to Stephen King, fucking sort it out, mate. Yeah, Stephen King, you should listen to me. Like, I, I know much more about this subject than you do, you prick. I've read one Stephen King book. Which one? The Shining. I've read It. Why would you read it? Why would you bother with that? No, I thought it was cool when I was a kid. The Tim Curry one used to used to proper scare the fuck out of me as a child. No, 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 no. That's fine. I'm saying, why would you read it? Because I thought it was good. Books. I used to I used to say it so wrong because I read the book of The Exorcist once, and then I was telling all my mates, books are well scary because you get to imagine it in your own mind. And I agree with that, but like I'm just saying, it is so long, and it's like you just know that by the end you're just gonna get nothing out of it. But you've only read you've only read The Shining. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not the only book I've read, is it? Yeah, but the only Stephen King one. You haven't read it. You don't know whether it's good or bad. I've read enough books. I've read so many. I've, I read, I'm reading a book right now. Yeah, so what you're saying, you've read enough books to just look at a book and know if it's shit or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, like, second sight when it comes to books. <laughs> I judge books by their covers. 
<laughs> frequently. Do you judge people on the tube by their what they're what they're reading? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you're reading the secret, or if you're reading um, what's that? You know, one day that book that you see everyone reading. No, I don't know what it is. Well, I don't really know what it is either, but it's like, I think it's like a romantic novel, but it's called like One Day and it's got like an orange cover and I just see it everywhere. Like it's that kind of book that's like WH Smith's always have it on sale and it's like, it's the book of like the, the commuting businessman, you know. One time I got really secretly sort of, I hated this guy on the National Express coach because I used to like, I used to have like long hair and I used to look like being a band. I used to look like I was in a band, do you know what I mean? And then I got on the I got on the coach and I had to sit next to this guy who was reading Life. Do you know Kid Keith Richards? I know who Keith Richards is. Keith Richards' autobiography is called Life, right? So then I sat down, right, and then the guy got up and he moved seats because because obviously I was just some fucking scruff, just probably stank a weed a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Just some fucking had a guitar with me and that, and um, he just moved seats and I was like, oh, it's all right for Keith Richards, is it? But I'm living it, mate. I'm living yeah. that life. <laughs> And you like you know you read the books, but can you fucking live the life? No, you can't, mate. <laughs> I tell you what, I do judge people for. I really judge people when they're reading a book by an author who's just died. Like when that author's just died, and then they're reading the book. I'm like, you're not allowed. You can't get on that train now. Like you have to. Too soon. Yeah, like give it a week. You know, at least pretend that you always cared about that book. Yeah, people like, do that. People do that with uh, musicians as well. People will always post up like, "Oh no, this this singer's sort of died," and then everyone's just like, "Oh, just like this is my favorite ever song," and I'm like, "I've never heard you mention this person like once. You've never listened to this song, but like, oh no, it is. Always been my favorite." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's true. Totally true. I feel like that. Um, when when I die, I want to be in that position for myself. I want people. I want it to. I want it to be on the BBC News podcast. That's the level of fame I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I die, I want people to um to follow me on Twitter. You can go onto that website and you could set up a bunch of posthumous sort of tweets that get slowly released. Oh, you can do that, can't you? Yeah. I'm gonna do that. It's just gonna say like, "LOL, I'm dead now." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Even if it turned out that ghosts were real and you could come back from the grave and you could be a ghost and, and you could communicate with living people, that is the kind of thing you would just say anyway. Nothing profound. You'd be like, hey, I'm dead. Why would I bother saying something profound? I want people to know it's me. <laughs> I don't want people to... <laughs> I'm going to do something. I'm going to say something silly, isn't it? That's what annoys me about ghosts. They're always like, whenever they communicate with us, they're always, they've got nothing good to say, have they? They've just got nothing good to say. Like you've, you've, You put all this effort into apparently like trying to get in contact with us and then all you can say is like, Get out! Yeah, get out! <laughs> or, like, <laughs> or, they, or they say, um, they go like, Oh, Julie! <laughs> they just like say a name. So can't, you just, can't you just put some fucking effort into the actual like, thing that you're saying they really like their sort of personal space don't they ghosts they never want anyone around yeah they do don't they they're like they're properly like moody about it chucking stuff about like get out of my abandoned mental asylum it's like what you need the whole place are you joking why do ghosts live so like spaciously away from each other you know they're almost like they're off the grid you know like a ghost like will live like there'll be like one ghost per apartment block right you never you never go anywhere and you never get a medium goes oh do you know what i can sense 120 ghosts in this in this room (laughs) take your pick we got we got ghosts overwhelmed we got ghosts do you think the big brother house is haunted oh it must be yeah by who by what 
Has anyone died in the Big Brother house? Of course not. Well, I'm going to Google it. Let's see. Not in this country, but... But no, I reckon it's the ghost of um, the chickens. On the 10th of January 2016, the housemate's seventh day in the celebrity Big Brother house, Angie Bowie found out that her ex-husband, David Bowie, had... I don't know why I said her name was Angie B Bowie and his <laughs> name was David Bowie. Um, <laughs> they decided not to take each other's names. No. <laughs> it was like, you can take my name, but you have to pronounce it differently. Um, had passed away. It was an upsetting... Oh, okay, that's not someone dying in the Big Brother house. That's not what I've searched for. That's the famous... Um, <laughs> David's dead scene. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is disappointing. I was hoping some someone's gonna have to die in there eventually, aren't they? Well, I don't know. It's not that long. I mean, how often do people die? Not that often. Yeah, they die all the time. People die in left, right, and center. Do you know what? If I was like terminally ill, I would I would go on Big Brother. Yeah. To die. Yeah, that'd be a good way to go. I think. Imagine if you got evicted before you died. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be tragic. That would be. So so bad. No, but that would be really funny if like you got evicted and then you died that night. Davina could really, she really fucking burn you with your best bits. It's just the bit where you died. <laughs> Here's your best bit. You're dead. <laughs> well, that's about it, isn't it? I think we've done it. I won't summarise this time. No, give us a summary. I mean, last time I gave you the summary, you were like, what are you doing? We can't summarise the summary. Yeah, but I like I like it, though. I like your summaries. Go on. So uh, thanks for listening to episode uh, four. Of the who, it's four, yeah. <laughs> who is she? Who is she? Podcast. Who is she? Can I give you some advice on the who is she? Yeah, go on. So you really, you have to. Is the who is the most important bit of it? You have to get that first who, and the who, if it is like who, like it's like that. You have to have that. Who is she? Yeah, that's better. Who is she? Who is she? Who? she <laughs> yeah, cool i don't i feel free to to uh, do your own impressions of uh of of nikki at us Riggs, it's not gonna happen is it no no it's not i'm just really hopeful man i've rejoined twitter again um please contact me follow me on twitter if you just type in at Riggs and just keep typing Riggs. i think it's four four maybe three or four and that's me uh, tweet me with your big bub related shit and then i'll talk about it on this or you could tweet at our actual Twitter account, which is um, at Who Is She Pod. Yeah, you could do that as well. But I want, I want... You're just trying to get like your own thing going. That's fine. I appreciate that. <laughs> you live for the hustle. I got, a, I got a side hustle. I <laughs> yeah. got a side hustle on the podcast. Yo, and don't forget, I'm selling watches on the corner. <laughs> Yo, come, yeah. come see me. Hey, and you've got plugs because you're doing gigs. You, your comedy's back for you. Oh, mate, I've got gigs, haven't I? But this is not going to be... But by the time this comes out, the gigs will be done. It's coming out on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Okay, true. Okay, so I've got a gig this Monday. It got moved. It was on Tuesday, but now it's on Monday. So I've got a gig on Monday, which is exciting, which you won't be able to come and see because you're, you won't be hearing this till Thursday. Um, but then I've got a gig on the 29th that you can come and see me at if you want. Oh, where's that? Uh, it's at a barber shop. I don't know what it's called. What is it? Do you know what it's called? Oh shit! Yeah. Inside Out Comedy. Inside Out Comedy. Just go to a barber shop in London, and it'll be there. I'm gonna do like a proper plug now, because it's not. Do you know what? It's not just me. Yeah. It's there's loads of good acts on. I don't know who they are yet, but look, you wanna come back and listen, see some comedy, don't you? You want comedy? Everyone wants comedy. So it is August the 29th. Inside Out Comedy. It's outdoors, outside of a barbershop. It's at seven o'clock. 
Um, you got to get there for six thirty. If it's outside of a barbershop, does that mean it's just on the street? Kind of, yeah. But they've been they were doing they were doing it like it before the pandemic though. It's like what they do is they open up their like they've got these big double windows and they open them up and then it kind of looks like a stage. It's all it's very cool. Um, oh, cool! So you're inside the barbershop. Kind of, sort of. You're like inside out. I mean, that's why it's called inside out, I guess. Um, it's a it's a, a barbershop called. Barbara Streisand, that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. At 45 Exmouth Market. And that's E-C-1-R-4-Q-L, if you want to. <laughs> I don't think you have to go full postcode. But yeah, do you, you want to give out their? Do you want to give out their um, their phone number in case they want to phone up and reserve a ticket? I'll see if they've got coordinates. <laughs> but no, you should come, right? Because it's, um, you know, comedy's back. It's back and it's it's is it's bloody booming so yeah come yeah. C- come and support live comedy and um make sure you get in quick because it will sell out like like the last one there's one on so i'll give you an example there's one tonight and it's sold out it's sold out um and that, that one tonight it's got big acts on like um sakisa um the, the the regular host she's gonna be there is she the regular host yeah well she's gonna it's be so there big. she's gonna be there <laughs> Mo Omar, Claire House, Alice hey. India, Davina Bentley. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, loads. Hollywood, some That's a cool lineup. I can't see the whole lineup, but yeah, people. So I don't, but that's, but that's, but no, but that's tonight. That's not, that's not my one. Um, I don't know who's on my one. Me. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Me. Um, that was a fucking long plug. You can edit it out if you want completely. I'm not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the Who Is She podcast. Who is she? Who is uh, she? <laughs> come back next week for the um, the eviction episode. See oh who's going to go. Is it Sada? Is it Caroline? Who do you reckon, Jen? Oh, yeah, we haven't really talked about it. Who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Caroline, to be honest with you. Yeah, I could go Caroline mad. She doesn't deserve to be in there, really. I feel like she's... Uh... I would have said... I mean, if if you were asking me last week, I would have said Sada. I would have, I would have said Sada, but this week, no. It's, it's got to be Caroline, hasn't it? She's not come out well. I want Sada to be, stay because I think she's fucking... I think she's a twat. So you want her to twat it up in the house? Yeah, I wanted to go stay stay around. I wanted to fucking twat it up. I wanted to cause some havoc. Get in there. Be like the female Nick. Nicola. Yeah, well, apart from there is someone called Nicola, but yeah. Nicola too, the second. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.